Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast. I am Aaron Summers. A lot to unpack today. It is a Saints game day, so we'll have details of the third preseason game, an interview with Saints and Pelican Senior Vice President and Chief Operating Officer Ben Hales on the stadium renovations at the Superdome. And then I'll go one-on-one with a player who's hoping he makes the final roster. Training camp wrapped this week with the last preseason game tonight against the LA Chargers right here in New Orleans. It's 7 o'clock at the Caesars Superdome. The last time these two teams met in exhibition play was in 2019. That's when the Saints traveled to SoCal early and they practiced with the Chargers. That's where they had their joint practice that year. Practiced against them for two days prior to winning that preseason game on August 18th, 19-17. to 17. The big question out of camp this whole week has been whether or not quarterback James Winston will get some reps in this final preseason game. Winston played seven games last season before tearing his ACL. That left knee is 100% per Winston. It's the sprained right foot that Winston suffered two weeks ago that he's been working back from this week. One thing is definitely for sure Winston wants to play. That's just who he is. I would love to. I would love to play. Uh, just in terms of like to get out there with the bullets are really flying and uh, get out there and compete with, our, with the guys. You know, I love the pregame experience just to get a chance to look in everybody's eyes, dap people up, and really get that whole holistic team bonding part in the beginning of the game. That's one of my favorite parts of football uh, is just that, it's that pre-battle moment. So I, I would love to experience that uh, before we really uh, kick things off. Different coaches, teams, players, basically anybody you talk to have different opinions about how to handle preseason playing time. Head coach Dennis Allen hasn't tipped his hand yet saying earlier in the week we'll see in regards to Winston getting some live action. We'll, we'll see how we play it out you know on Friday night. Um, we've got a lot of good work in training camp uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty um, pleased with where we're at to this point. Um, but yeah, we'll, look, we'll see. I mean, you know, everybody's got different philosophies on uh, on preseason. Um, but uh, but look, I think getting in a in a game environment is is good for for everybody. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what we'll do. This is the last opportunity for any players who may be on the fringe to show their value before the last round of cuts. By August 30th at 3 o'clock Central, every team has to have their roster down to a max of 53 players. Those 53 players have to be either on their active or inactive list. The waiver claiming period ends August 31st. So after we figure out who is on the 53 man for every team in the NFL, then you can start claiming people finalize your roster the next day and then you can put together your 16 man practice squad so we'll definitely be keeping eyes on those cuts next week for those attending the game tonight in the superdome there are some important game day updates they've made the switch to mobile only ticket entry and parking passes so that means there's no more paper tickets your tickets and parking passes will be on your phone 
your entry, exit game plan, the fastest route to your seats in and out of the Superdome. It's all going to be right there on the Saints mobile app. So make sure you download the Saints mobile app presented by Verizon onto your phone before you leave the house. Then you can open it up, click on My Tickets. If you have not done so already, you'll need to link your SeatGeek account to manage your tickets. When you log in, you can see those tickets and your parking passes. So go ahead and get those pulled up before you head to the game. So your barcode is scannable. When parking, be sure to proceed to the assigned garage, row, and space noted on your parking pass. And don't forget to turn on the location services so you can get real-time updates. If you aren't attending the game, here's how you can watch or listen. It will be on TV locally on Fox 8 with Joel Myers, John Stinchcomb, Jonathan Vilma, and myself. You can also watch the Saints this preseason on your computer at neworleansaints.com or on the Saints app. So you can download that Saints app again on your phone. There are some geographic restrictions, so you have to kind of be local to the New Orleans area in order to get it pulled up on either of those two places. You can listen to the call of the game on the radio at WWL 870 AM or 105.3 FM with Mike Haas, Deuce McAllister, and Steve Geller. The Caesar Superdome is undergoing some exciting renovations as they look to modernize the iconic stadium and improve fan experience. Let's bring in Saints and Pelicans Senior Vice President and Chief Operating Officer Ben Hales to help break that down before we head to the game tonight. Ben, I really appreciate you joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast today to kind of break down a little bit of what we should expect first experience at the Caesar Superdome this Friday night as the Saints have their third preseason game against the Chargers. We're in phase three now of the renovation project. What can fans expect for the overall project when it's all finished in 2025? Yeah, that's definitely the um, more exciting part to think about. Uh, it's There's going to be some inconvenience in the short term, but it's really going to be worth it. I think um, the goal of this entire renovation is different than some other ones you typically see where you know something's aging and you're, and you're trying to shore up uh, a foundation or something. This entire renovation is really entirely about the fan experience and you know we we do a lot of surveying uh, we talk to the fans a lot and the one thing everyone is really clear about is no one has any interest in a new stadium um, this is a beloved and iconic stadium and, and nobody wants us playing anywhere than that and we agree um, that being said there's some things that people don't love as much and over time those issues as you experience other stadiums become maybe a little more annoying than they used to be and and diminish your experience and those are some basic things like vertical transportation how easy how easy is it to get to your seat how hard is it to leave uh, when it's time to go um, there's some some issues with we've always had very narrow concourses we've tried to make those wider over the years but still slows you down as you're trying to get around and, and doesn't leave you a lot of room to include a lot of amenities and then even simple things like having the proper cooking facilities and other things to deliver the variety of food and beverage people expect the quality that they expect on every level of the stadium so that you know there aren't haves and have-nots when it comes to that experience and so really this renovation is designed to address all of those issues. I think it's my least favorite thing when I'm at the airport and I can't get around people fast enough to, to kind of move to where I need to go. So I understand the need for wider uh, concourses and the ability to move and get places quicker. You know, fortunately for us, I think we realized over time is 
there's a lot of unclaimed space that we could be using. And really what uh, this, this renovation will do is kind of open those things up to the skin of the building. So if you went behind where you'll see temporary construction walls uh, this season, and we'll show you pictures of that, you'll see those on those walls of what it's going to look like. You'll see we are going all the way to the exterior of the building, and it's going to, it will be, I, I hate to keep using the word transformative, but it's, mm -hmm. it's the right descriptive for what it's going to be. It's not just doubling spaces, it's really making it uh, simple, easy, and beautiful to walk around. Some of the renderings that I've seen do look beautiful. They're clean, looks very modern, it looks like a lot of, of space especially the big atriums, which is part of this phase that's coming. The escalators are going to go from the first floor all the way to the fifth floor. How different is that going to make it for just the visual experience? The visual, it will be iconic and beautiful. It's a beautiful stadium. It's an iconic stadium. And this will add a feature that's really special. But maybe more important than that is how functional mm -hmm. it is. I mean, you mentioned that vertical transportation taking you directly to that level. If you're going from the 200 level to the 500 level, you're not having to kind of crisscross back and forth uh, to get there while people get on, people get off. Uh, I think after a, a game that ends in overtime or something like that, everybody has experienced that backup getting down. I mean, look, it's just physics. We can only fit, fit so many people through mm -hmm. so many spaces. Uh, this will really help eliminate that to a certain extent and give people their own kind of way in and way out and make things a lot faster. We saw phase two in effect last year with the field level suites, the locker room renovations, the fans didn't get experience that, but I as a media member, I'm looking forward to being allowed back in the locker rooms <laughs> this year and seeing what that looks like. And then they also had some new fan zones. For this phase three, what are they going to be able to experience that's different this year? Well, I think there are going to be a couple of different experiences, and, and some of those are out of necessity. Mm -hmm. um, the most important thing to us as part of this renovation is that there were some spaces we were going to lose this year, and there's really nothing we can do about it. Um, the good news, first of all, is it really is on this side of the stadium, it's one year. I think we in New Orleans get a little bit of fatigue with construction. We see a road or something or an airport flyover and say, why is this taking so long? We are on schedule to deliver everything when we're supposed to deliver it. So things that are inconvenient this year, uh, whether it's a loss of space in the concourses or a loss of bathroom or uh, a, a concession area, we are replacing all of those on a one-for-one -one basis. They're not exactly in the same space, but they're going to be easily accessible. And, and the way we're really accomplishing that is by opening up the Plaza Outdoor uh, Concourse. Uh, by doing that, we can move have free-flowing gates where you can go in and out of the stadium. You can access food and beverage. You can access nice bathrooms, not a bunch of portalettes thrown out there. <laughs> These are nice bathrooms with flushable fixtures, sinks, attendants, and, and everything else. Um, and we'll do that by really moving the security and ticket perimeter further out. So when you come in, uh, by the time you get onto that plaza exterior concourse, you are in the stadium. Uh, the only difference is uh, now that uh, you you can access where we ask you to access really will be um, the most important thing probably is enter at the gate that's on your ticket. Um, so we're really going to ask people because of the narrowness of the concourses. We talked about that mm -hmm. earlier. But if you thought they were narrow before, wait till you see them this year. Um, <laughs> they're even more narrow. Fortunately, the plaza concourse outside is really wide. So mm -hmm. as long as you walk around that way and enter your gate and get your vertical uh, transportation, your escalator stairs, um, you'll get there pretty quickly. It won't be the same. And I know we all hate change. Fortunately, this is a, a one-year change on this side, but it will be more convenient. It'll be easier for everybody to get where they need to go, even if it's not 
uh, the ideal situation or what they've been used to for the last 30 years. I need to know where the team store is going to be. I know <laughs> it's going to move eventually. Where is it going to be so, if I need to go get yeah, some stuff? The, the team store will be there. It'll be at, uh, there are actually a couple. It'll be a gate A on ground level, but we'll also have several temporary locations up on the Plaza Concourse. So if you're looking for gear, uh, it's going to be there. Okay, perfect. Anything particular that fans need to know other than entering the gate that's on their ticket? Anything else that will help them navigate the situation? Yeah, I think one thing that will be helpful for everybody is uh, is to download your ticket and make sure you have it your mobile ticket loaded on your phone before you leave. Uh, not just because it's easier than getting there and waiting in line and, and waiting for something to download, but it will also include your personal game plan. So when you look at your ticket, if you scroll down, we're going to tell you exactly how to enter the, to the stadium. We're going to tell you how to get to security. We're going to tell you how to get to your gate. We're going to tell you how to get to your seat. And then when the game is over, it also will tell you the best way for you to get back to the plaza exterior to get to where you want to go. So if you download that, look at your ticket, all the information for your specific seat and section will be a part of that personal game plan on your ticket. We had the Final Four here recently had seven Super Bowls in the past. If the Super Bowl coming up in 2025, everything will be done by then. But it's part of the reason why it's going to take a little bit longer because you can only really do the majority of the work during the summer in between events like that. How much is it going to be able to bring more events like the Super Bowl, the Final Four, Essence Festival, the big concerts to this area once these renovations are done? Yeah, it's really essential. I think those those major national events have just become more and more competitive. And what you notice is every time a new stadium is built, that's where those events end up uh, going. And what we have going for us in New Orleans is people want to be there. As mm -hmm. long as we can deliver a stadium that will deliver a comparable or a better experience, they're going to come to New Orleans. Our footprint's the best. Our hospitality is the best. This is where every event wants to be for the success of it. More people want to come to a Final Four in New Orleans than, I won't name any other specific city, but <laughs> but other places. So it's natural for uh, those events to want, want to get here. So that's a really important part. But it's also, when we look at, at the stadium and its long-term viability, and going back to the point that nobody wants a new stadium or interested in, in, in building that, this really helps us secure those kind of for another generation to come. All the players always talk to me about how much they love the Superdome, the environment there. So understanding that this is something that's been there for over 40 years, you don't want to give that up. They do feel like they have the home field advantage, but it's the other things that can help with the fan experience outside of the game that I think are important. And that's what this renovation is doing. You've been a fan since before you started working for this team. Yeah. What are you excited about with the renovations, with the upcoming season? I mean, this is, it's going to be a pretty good year. It, well, it's going to be an amazing year. Um, I, I think what I'm most excited about when we look at what we're trying to accomplish with this renovation from our perspective is you, know, you talked about uh, the fan experience here, but the impact our fans have, have on the game is it's different here than anywhere else. I mean, you go through the Dome, and we include a lot of quotes from visiting players over the years of how hard it is uh, to play here. Mm -hmm. Our goal of this renovation and everything is really getting to your seat as quickly as possible because that's where we need you. Mm -hmm. We need you in your seat, making noise, participating in the game. So if we're talking about concessions being faster, it's not so we can sell more concessions. It's because we need you in the stadium, not in line. We need you not in the parking lot. We need you in your seat. Uh, so this renovation 
should really give us actually a competitive advantage that people can be more focused on the reason they're there, and that's winning football games. All right, so we got to sit it out this year. It's going to be a little bit tougher to navigate getting into the stadium, but it's going to be worth it when it's all said and done. It will. A little bit of patience. Uh, you know, we ask everybody to really pay attention to that personal game plan. We'll have a lot of people helping you. There is a ton of new wayfinding signage. Um, we'll have people to direct you where you need to go, a lot of very clear signage on where to go, and, and it it's, might take a little bit getting used to, but it will definitely be worth it when it's over. I appreciate it. Anything else that we need to know? Anything we didn't cover? Look, thanks for your patience. It's going to be, one, the one thing I'll remind everyone is once you get to your seat, nothing has changed about that experience. Except for the product on the field. Product on the field is only going to be better. It's going it, to be better. And it hasn't been bad. <laughs> uh, we've got a really good team. We've got a, a great coach, a great group of players, and uh, the schedule this year sets up for what should be, I hope, a lot of wins. Definitely. I agree. Thank you so much for giving us the information, and we look forward to getting in there on Friday night. Of course, anytime. Look forward to seeing everyone on Friday. If you haven't seen the renderings of the renovations or want more information about the project, head to wwwenvision the dash future.com. They look awesome. Trust me. I appreciate Ben for sharing all that info with us today. As the Saints look to solidify that 53-man roster over the next few days, one local player is doing everything asked of him to get his shot. Wide receiver Kirk Merritt is a New Orleans native who's been putting in the work this training camp, even changing his position from receiver to running back just this week. I caught up with Merritt ahead of the final preseason game against the Chargers this Friday night. I'm Aaron Summers here with Saints wide receiver slash running back Kirk Merritt. Before we get into that whole position uh, deal there, let's go big picture. This is year two for you in the NFL. What are you trying to accomplish now that you kind of have a year under your belt? I'm really just trying to get to know my teammates a lot. A lot. I mean, obviously, I've been getting to know them a lot during camp. Um, just getting into the playbook. Um, obviously, I've been learning two receiver positions and now running back as well. So, I mean, it's a lot on my plate, but, you know, I mean, I'm up for the challenge. You're joining the Saints this year after spending time with the Dolphins. What stood out to you about the Saints culture and what they do? Uh, just the people. Um, it's really just how the New Orleans area is. It's so nice, um, friendly, um, caring, loving. But that, that, that is really, like, the main thing that, that I took from, like, first day when I came here. You would know about New Orleans and how they're like since this is your hometown. Yeah. How cool is it to be out here every day somewhere that, that you grew up? Uh, it's crazy. Um, I, I like to say it in every interview that it's a surreal moment because I went to Victory right across the street and then went to St. Martin. So, I mean, I grew up around here, grew up in Metairie. So, I mean, it's a great feeling seeing my old friends come and watch me practice and stuff like that. So, it's been great. I guess you're pretty comfortable with the area. What do you like to do outside of football? Outside of football? Um, I like to paint. Okay. I'm playing a little bit. Um, I like to watch a lot of movies, um, work out, obviously, but hang out with friends, obviously, too. Okay, and this painting, what kind of painting are we talking about? Um, I used to, in college, I used to, like, just paint whatever, you know, people wanted. Um, and then now I'm just trying to find out, like, what is my, like, artist type and stuff like that, acrylic painting, so. Okay, acrylic. Are we, um, what is it, abstract, abstract? Or is this? I'm trying to see what, what's my style. Okay. I'm trying to see what my style first. But 
I'm getting into it. I mean, obviously, camp's going down, so I'm trying to see, jotting down some notes and stuff, see, see what my style is. All right, we'll have to check back in yeah. a few months and okay. see what you've landed on. Okay. All right, football-wise, mm -hmm. you started as a wide receiver here when the Saints brought you in. Now you're dabbling in the running backs room, and how are you adjusting to that change? Oh, I'm adjusting to it well. I mean, obviously, it's like my first position, like playing football since I was six. So um, really just trying to adjust through that. I'm trying to find, like, the the, right, the correct movement, go off of the, the linemen, get the right right style of, of running how they want it, just like how Alvin and Mark, Tony and Abram, all them do it. So I'm trying to do it just like them. There is obviously a lot of offensive weapons on this team. Who have you kind of tried to, I don't know, learn from or emulate in their game? Uh, really just anybody. Um, Michael Thomas, Jarvis, um, obviously Alvin and Mark. Got a first taste of the Superdome with the open practice in front of the fans. Are you looking forward to stepping out there for a real game on Friday? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I've been, been bleeding uh, black and gold, and obviously my family was out there um, yesterday watching me practice. How many people do you expect to be out here for your first NFL preseason game with the Saints? Um, Family-wise? Yeah. Uh, probably like 20, 30. Yeah, yeah 30 people, yeah. Good crowd, we'll be looking yeah. for your jersey out there in the stands. All right. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. All right, thank you. I cannot wait to see all of you at the Superdome tonight and the rest of this season. It's shaping up to be a really exciting one. As always, get at me on Twitter at Aaron E. Summers. Send me any questions, comments, thoughts on the game, what you want to hear right here on this podcast. Next Monday, we'll break down the Saints preseason game. Hopefully, it will be a win over the Chargers. So let's go Saints and have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.